been a minute since I've done one of these by myself, but I just really, 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 really needed to not necessarily rant, but just like, I don't know. Um, I rant, whatever, rant about this Kyle Rittenhouse case because when it, when it, when it started last year is when it really started because that's when he, um, that's when he shot those people and, uh, and end up going to jail or whatnot. When this whole thing started, I kind of fell into the, the, the trap of Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. He went down there because he hates black people and he just wanted to, to, to kill somebody, yada, yada, yada. Then I, I, I listened to the trial. I watched it. I read up on it, and my entire perspective changed. Now, before uh, the social justice uh, warrior coalition, whatever you want to call it, it's like, oh my goodness, Josh, are you supporting the white supremacist? Because I feel as though that's what kind of happens is if you um, either support what he did or you at least try to question why people are so pissed off about what ultimately happened, um, then you're just kind of batting for the other team, which... Nah, in in, in a, a political sense, I mean. But it's like, that's not the case at all. Because both sides of the aisle handled this case tremendously um, bad, right? And, and that's probably an understatement. But welcome back to Think for Yourself in One Podcast. I'm on hopefully in yours as well. And ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on every single charge. Now, I didn't think that that was going to happen. I thought they were at least going to um, convict him on the gun charge. And I think like having a, um he was 17 at the time. So he, uh, and they, and they like try to convict him on, on some charge, I guess, for having a gun because he was under 17. And also the charge of breaking the, uh, the curfew that Kenosha, Wisconsin set when all that crazy stuff was going on. Um, but those two charges got dropped, and then the remaining five were just a bunch of first-degree charges of first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree endanger, endangerment or endangering with a weapon, something like that, just a bunch of first-degree stuff. And he got off on every single charge. And this is Kyle Rittenhouse as it was happening. Face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As to the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. So, Bam. Just like that, on every single charge I'm in, was found not guilty. Now, in typical American fashion, and it was definitely um, predictable, 
every single side of this case or every single side of the aisle regarding this case um, responded in a way, like I just said, that was extremely predictable. People on the left or liberals or Democrats or whoever, whatever you want to call them, I, I could care less. Um, they obviously were pissed. They didn't like the verdict. They thought it was wrong. This, that, and the third. Um, people on the right, Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to call them, they celebrated it. And and most are even looking at Kyle Rittenhouse as a hero. And all these responses were, in my opinion, uh, predictable. But it's just crazy. It is very, very crazy because when everyone was like kind of giving their, their take on it, it just left me with a lot more questions, a lot more questions. Now, people on the right, they were happy and thrilled and and like you got representatives even offering Kyle Rittenhouse an a internship. And that that's that's good and all, but I, I think it was mainly to spite the people on the left who thought that he should have been convicted and should be in prison right now. So everything that politicians do nine times out of ten is for their own political gain. Even political commentators, they report on it in a way that gets them the most ratings and spites their uh, their counterpart on the other side of the aisle. So, when I was looking at all that, I'm like, this is, like, kind of standard. I didn't expect anything less. But it did leave me with a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Because if you look at the outrage on it, let's just start there. The outrage of the verdict, right? It came from the left, primarily. It came from the left. So, the left side of the aisle, um, which is Republicans... I mean, not Republicans, which is Democrats, liberals, and then in regards to the demographic makeup, primarily black people. Now, I was confused because I'm black, but I wasn't angry about it, right? I thought that based on the facts of the case and how the prosecution did their thing and how the defense did their thing, I think it was fair, and I'll get into that. As to why I thought it was. But when I was looking at the outrage, I'm like, all these people are mad. And my question is, for what? You got a white dude who shot two other white people, killed him, and then killed a third. He claims it was in self-defense. If you watch the videos, you could also probably back up his claim that it was in self-defense. Yeah, you have all these black people who are pissed. You got organizations that are pissed. And I didn't jump to say, well, you shouldn't be angry. Like I said, it just left me with a lot of questions. A lot, a lot of questions. So, obviously, my favorite place to go is Twitter when all this stuff happens. That's where that's where uh, you see all, like, all, all, a bunch of people talking about it all at once. And you can kind of gauge how the public is feeling now. If I was ever a politician, would I use Twitter in the sense that, like, Trump used it? Probably not. I don't know if I'd be that reliant on it. But people talk, and that's where they go. So that's where I went. So I saw all these people talking about it, mostly black people. And I'm going to just go down the list, right, and, and read these tweets 
because these are what piqued my interest. These are what prompted all the questions that I have. So Ryan Clark, he's uh he used to play in the NFL. He's a uh, really really smart guy and um like a NFL commentator commentates on sports things like that. He tweeted out. He said, "I said it to a group of young black leaders last night. Not surprised at all by the verdict. The stuff is sad, but it's expected." Okay. So then I go on to um another tweet by Black Lives Matter. They were trending. It says many continue to show sh- to show to dad gum. There's a lot of s's in this tweet. Many continue to show support and solidarity with the black community following the conclusion of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. So that left me confused as well, so I moved on. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's a a representative up in New York. I don't know if it's in New York or New Jersey, but I think it's in New York, just in New York. She's obviously a liberal. I love her passion, but disagree on a uh, majority of the things that she says, but she has compassion. I like that. I admire that. Nevertheless, she said, what we are witnessing is a system functioning as designed and protecting those who it was designed for. My heart still breaks for the communities and families whose grief now compounds and the countless others who will be denied and deprived in similar scenes across the country. So then I keep going. President Biden, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, he uh, he released a statement. Uh, before that, he called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Then he released a statement. He says, while the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, you must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. I ran on a promise to bring Americans together, which is so cliche. This is me talking now. It's very, very cliche, but... I mean, I guess when you're a politician, you got to do that. Anyways, back to Joe. He said, uh, I ran on a promise to bring Americans together because I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us. I know that we're not going to heal our country's wounds overnight, but I remain steadfast in my commitment to do everything in my power to ensure that every American is treated equally with fairness and dignity under the law. I urge everyone to express their views peacefully uh, consistent with the rule of law, violence, and destruction of property, have no place in our democracy. The White House and federal authorities have been in contact with Governor Evers' uh, office to prepare for any outcome in this case. I have spoken with the governor this afternoon to offer support and any assistance needed to ensure public safety. Oh, so that's cool. So they, they, they worry about public safety now, um, but... Like I said earlier in the statement, he says that many Americans will be left feeling angry and concerned, myself included. So, myself included. So I'm like, okay. Um, Biden's on that list as well, so I moved on. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, man. Oh, Colin. just uh, He has a whole nother thing that I, I, I want to get into from his freaking uh, Netflix special. But that's a different topic for a different day. Kyle Kaepernick. Uh, the great activist said, we just witnessed a system built on white supremacy uh, validate the terroristic terroristic acts of a white supremacist, that being Kyle Rittenhouse, according to Colin Kaepernick. This only further, further validates the need to abolish our current system, that is the uh, police 
force that is the prison system. It's probably the criminal justice system as a whole, according to him. White supremacy cannot be reformed. Okay. So then I move on. <laughs> it does it just you think it stops and then it just doesn't. So then Cory Bush. Oh Cory, 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 Cory. Uh representative um for St. Louis, I believe. Cory Bush. I know it's in Missouri, but I just want to be very, very specific. Cory Bush. Yep, St. Louis County. Or mm, is it just St. Louis County? The districts include all of the city of St. Louis and mostly northern St. Louis County. Okay, so St. Louis City, St. Louis County, just St. Louis in general. She tweeted, The judge, the jury, and the defendant. It's white supremacy in action. The system isn't built to hold white supremacists accountable. It's why black and brown folks are brutalized and put in cages while white supremacist murderers walk free. I'm hurt, I'm angry, and I'm heartbroken. And then last but not least, once again, like I said, you think it's done, and then it just keeps going, just keeps going. The NBA. It's no longer a sports league. It's a social justice league. They, they tweeted out, our families are with, our thoughts are with the families of those lives. Um, let, me, let me restart, because I'm blurring these words together. Our thoughts are with the families of those whose lives were taken in this tragedy. The right to peacefully protest is a bedrock of our democracy, and the National Basketball Social Justice Coalition remains committed to pre- preserving that right for all. Any forms of vigilantism in our society are unacceptable. So, so yeah, the, that's, that's not all, but I just can't keep going on all day. Um, because it's it's an endless amount of, of tweets and articles that that essentially say the exact same thing. Um, and it, like I said, it was just crazy to me. Now I want to go through each one specifically, uh, and briefly before I move on, just because, like I said, they they raised a lot of questions for me that I'm gonna try to attempt to answer. So let let's do that. Let's have a little rap session where I try to answer. The questions that I have about this because like I said I'm gonna go into the facts of the case as well but the baseline right the baseline is that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white guy who or he is who shot and killed two white people and then shot a third one and injured him in what he claims is self-defense right but the underlying factor is that these are all white people so why are so many black people so mad about this Okay, I'm, that's a question that I have, so I'm going to attempt to answer it tweet by tweet. So let's go to Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark said, I said to a group of young black leaders last night, not surprised uh, at the verdict at all. Stuff is sad, but it's expected. I mean, I don't really have any questions about that. He just, um, I just always wonder why people tie race into everything for a country and a community that wants to rid uh, the society uh, of racial issues and, and having race being so prevalent within our society as a main problem, we we bring it up a lot, especially in situations that necessarily don't require it. And I'll talk on that in a second because I didn't think that this was a racial issue, but maybe I missed something, right? Maybe I missed something. Then moving on to the Black Lives Matter uh, thing where they 
tweeted out how many continue to show their support and solidarity with the black community following the conclusion of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Now, like I just said, and I'll just say it again, maybe just because I missed something when I said it, Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed two white people and injured a third white person. Now, when this whole thing happened, I saw some reports that said Kyle Rittenhouse shot black people. That's not true. Obviously, that's just the media trying to stir some crap up because they know what's going to come from it, right? But that didn't happen. Kyle Rittenhouse shot three white people. Kyle Rittenhouse is a white person himself. So why on earth are people consoling the Black Lives Matter movement and showing their support and solidarity with them after a white guy shot and killed two other white people and injured a third in what he claims is self-defense? I feel like I have an answer, but I'm just going to continue on. Uh, Actually, you know what? Screw it, I'll say it. It's because it was at a Black Lives Matter rally, right? I mean, it turned into a riot. I'm assuming it was a protest. It was a protest initially because it was for the Jacob Blake shooting. And uh, they started rioting and just, I think, I think that might be the infamous fiery, but, uh, um, but peaceful protest or something like that, that CNN put out when they were on the ground and uh, um, mostly peaceful. <laughs> when CNN was on the ground, I think that was in Kenosha. Well, where was it? Yep, that was the infamous uh, scene from CNN where they were on the ground. And the headline read, Fiery but mostly peaceful protest after police shooting. And you can see behind the freaking reporter that you got cars burning and freaking... Uh, <laughs> and, and buildings on fire and all this stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, you, like the lengths you'll go to just not admit what the reality of the situation is blows my mind, but that's CNN's job. Fox has their job as well. And you kind of just have to understand what it is so that you don't lose your mind like I was last year. When I saw that, I'm like, there's absolutely no way that you can put that headline if on there with a straight face. If I was that reporter, I would have bust out laughing. I don't care if I worked for CNN. I would have laughed, not because the situation was funny, but because of how stupid the headline was. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But the whole the whole thing about it is that it ties, it always, always ties back to race. And I always question who's bringing it up, right? Because he shot and killed two white people, injured a third. Everyone, all the parties involved are white, right? Right? They're white. So how? Why? Why is Twitter? Why is the internet trying to console the Black Lives Matter movement, which is no longer a movement; it's a corporation, it's a business. Um, but why are they trying to console them in that way? Oh, well, because it was at a Black Lives Matter protest, which was eventually eventually riot. Um based on all these tweets that people keep saying about how the system protects white supremacists and you got black people in cages and white supremacist murderers walking the street. Well, the the issue is twofold, right? Where it was at a Black Lives Matter event, so it ties into black people somehow. Even if black people weren't killed by Kyle Rittenhouse, he still did it at their event, right? If Kyle Rittenhouse did this at some random grocery store or in some field in Illinois... Or, or in 
I don't even know, anywhere, literally anywhere else that didn't have anything to do with black people, we wouldn't be talking about this. You want to know why? It's because it had nothing to do with black people at all. Even though he killed white people, somehow, someway, still gets tied to black people. If he was anywhere else, we wouldn't be talking about this. Right? But then all the other tweets go on. AOC, Cory Bush, Joe Biden, Colin Kaepernick, about how this is white supremacy at work, and Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, and the system was built to protect him. Okay, you might have had a point 60 years ago, but looking at the facts of the case, I think that's different. Now, don't get me wrong. Historical context does matter to a degree, but it matters to a degree. It's not the entire situation, right? So all of them tweeting about how this is white supremacy at work, this, that, and the third is, um, like I said, it's just bizarre to me because if this was done anywhere else, we wouldn't be talking about it, right? We just wouldn't. Um, so, I, like I said, I, I, I feel like I might have answered it right, right there because it has some tie into black people because, like I said, if he did this somewhere else, we wouldn't be talking about it, um... And it's such a far reach because he literally didn't shoot any black people. He didn't. He he shot white people. So the fact that like the the uh we interject ourselves in um being victimized by Kyle Rittenhouse in some degree, well there's gotta be some other explanation, right? There has to be. It can't just simply be because he was at a Black Lives Matter event and Right, people are just pissed off. Can't be. So okay, so I, like I said, I went through and I, and I was, I was thinking in my brain, right? Just thinking in my brain. I'm like, what else could it be? Right. Then I'm like, oh. I think I found it. So I saw another tweet from somebody named Tim O'Brien. He's verified, so I'm assuming he's important to a lot of people. He said, if a black guy walked into Kenosha, from out of town, with an assault rifle and killed two people while severely wounding another, we would have had a very different verdict. So I'm like, bam, that's it, right? That's why people are mad. That, or that's another reason why people are mad. So I'm like, okay, let me look at it, right? From a historical context, then yeah, you would definitely be right. Present day, I think there's a little bit more wiggle room to just kind of look at how the prosecution did their job, how the defense did their job, the facts of the case, all the boring stuff, right? Racial injustice is what stirs us up. But actually looking at the the um the facts of it, um, right, that as as boring, that, that doesn't sell, right? The media can't get on TV and be like, hey, so this is actually what happened and expect the ratings to go up. Okay, so I'll look into it. So I did, and I'm like, okay. They're um they're saying that this is uh, a matter of injustice, um, that Kyle Rittenhouse is a vigilante, this, that, and the third. Regardless of if you think he should have been down there or not, which I'm not even going to lie to you, I don't think he should have been down there. It wasn't, uh, the, 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 the situation in regards to the case had nothing to do with anything other than self-defense, right? So, self-defense, in my opinion, especially in this context, is not a form of vigilantism. Now, should he have been down there? 
Probably not. I don't think he should have. I think he put himself in that position. But he was being tried for first-degree intentional homicide and a bunch of other first-degrees, and his defense was self-defense, right? So it ain't like he just went down there and saw those three people and then shot them because he, like, predicted that they might cause somebody some harm or that they might burn stuff down or whatever the case may be, right? Now, the riot shouldn't have started in the first place, but he shouldn't have been down there either. Two things can uh, be true at the same time. Both of those are true. That riot shouldn't have happened, but he shouldn't have been down there. But that doesn't mean that if this is a black person that this would have ended differently. But you you say that in in today's world and 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 you're a racist you're you know this that and the third okay that's perfectly fine let's go to a case that happened um that got a little bit of news coverage the exact same day that Kyle Rittenhouse's case got some coverage all right gentleman by the name of Andrew Coffey the fourth I think the new Roman numeral IV is four. If it is, then that's fantastic because his name is Andrew Coffey the fourth. Andrew Coffey the fourth is on trial for uh, well, it looks like um, murder. Yeah, murder. Murder and attempted first degree murder. He's on trial for that. He uh he was found not guilty. Now a, a very 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 important piece of information about Andrew Coffey is that he's black. B-L-A-C-K. Black. He's not white. He's not Kyle Rittenhouse. Right? He's black. He is a black man and was found not guilty on all counts of murder and attempted first-degree murder. When when did that trial happen? I mean, the uh, verdict come out. Verdict for Kyle Rittenhouse, I think that came out on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. This happened the very next day, on Friday. Now, this has been an ongoing thing for the past few years, right? Trying to get all the evidence together, the trial, things like that. But he was found not guilty. So let me tell you the facts of the case. Not because I'm I don't want to I don't want it to like we're you know, I don't want to pull a CNN or a MSNBC or anything like that where I uh trying to distort the facts of the case just so that it uh, goes in my favor, if you will. I'm just genuinely curious as to what the hell is going on, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk about it. So Andrew Coffey, uh, he uh, he uh, I guess was uh, a target for the uh, Indy Indian River County Sheriff's deputies, um, office or department or whatnot for a drug raid. So they uh, performed a drug raid early in the morning uh, back in 2017. Now, his girlfriend at the time, she was caught in the crossfire because the the defendant, Andrew Coffey, and the police were shooting at each other. His girlfriend was caught in the crossfire. She was shot 10 times and died later. It's unfortunate. Uh, God bless her family because today people just look at deaths like statistics and not the fact that that was an actual person who died. So that's very, very unfortunate. Um, 
Coffey was charged with the murder of Woods after a grand jury exonerated two law enforcement officers for her death. On top of that, the attempted first-degree murder uh, for shooting at him. Coffey took the stand to defend himself. He said, I was trying to protect me and Alteria, which is his girlfriend's name. I hope, hope I said that right. And I thought I was doing that, but I feel I didn't protect her. I can't sleep with that. They killed her, referring to the police officers. Now, an issue in the Breonna Taylor case was that there was some controversy on whether the uh, police officers announced themselves. Now, in that case, they were dealing with, they were, um, according to the facts of the, the, the situation, I guess they were dealing with, oh, I got a splinter. Oh, that's not okay. Uh, they were dealing with, I believe, what is called a no-knock warrant, which if they feel as though they have substantial evidence that there is something going down at that residence and they might have a, a worry that, you know, somebody might try to run or, or right, or set up to maybe uh, meet the officers at the door or whatnot, and they'll just barge in, and that's very, very dangerous. But it is a thing. Now, I didn't see anywhere in this case where they said that that was a thing. They had a no-knock warrant. So they said that they announced themselves. And even the prosecution said that the deputies did announce that they were there. I'm assuming they might have got that from some body cam footage or something like that. Um, they say that Coffee, Andrew Coffee, fired at deputies and they returned fire. Coffee was found not guilty of murder and attempted first-degree murder. Now, he did get convicted on something else, uh, I guess, uh, a firearm, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. But, I mean, that's that's nothing you necessarily got to try to prove. You just have to know that he had the gun and also know that he was a convicted felon. But the murder, right, uh, the murder charge is what he was found not guilty of. Why? Because he used the defense of... Self-defense, just like Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse used a defense of self-defense when he uh, claims that he was being attacked by three different people. And some of the videos that came out from that night show that he was being attacked in various different forms by those people, those white people, right? Those white people. Andrew Coffey... Uh, was the target for a drug raid, convicted felon, firearm in his possession, and essentially got into a shootout with police officers, resulting in the death of his girlfriend. He was found not guilty in regards to her murder and also in regards to the attempted first-degree murder for shooting at the uh, officers. Now... I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on this case, but just a couple things to point out. Yes, he can be held responsible for the uh, death of his girlfriend because if you look at the Henry Ruggs situation, which if you're not familiar with that, simply put, NFL player, um, he was drunk out of his mind. He was driving 156 miles per hour at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Slammed into the back of a car. With his girlfriend in the car, by the way. Um, she got severely injured. 
he essentially came out unscathed, just had a, uh, some minor injuries. The car he hit exploded, basically. Shot up in flames, killed the person that was inside of the car, as well as the person inside the car's dog. So, he was charged with two counts of whatever they're charging with him with. One for the girl that he killed, and then the other for his girlfriend. So, in this case, Andrew, Andrew Coffey can be found uh, responsible for the death of his girlfriend if they feel as though there's enough evidence to prove that um, if he would have just, and I guess in the words of the police, just complied or just not shot at them, that she wouldn't have been dead and that they would have just went and apprehended him, yada, yada, yada. But the point is, is that this black man, almost essentially at the same time, was found not guilty while using a defense of self-defense while facing murder charges. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not some black person out there who's currently sitting in jail or in prison who didn't commit a crime or who was wrongly sentenced or whatnot, but that also doesn't mean that there aren't white people who are in the exact same position, right? That's just so bizarre to me. But, the like I said, trying to flip the narrative or trying to adjust it to your own personal liking, I mean, that that's what these these media outlets are, are amazing at, right? That's exactly what they're good at. That's their job. MSNBC, they proved it, right? They got kicked out of the courtroom. You, you, it was a high-profile case, so you have photographers and you had reporters from different news outlets. I guess MSNBC, they were doing some weird stuff during the trial, and they got kicked out. They got barred from the trial. You want to know what they what they report, what the uh, one of their headlines were right after the uh, the verdict was read? So they're pissed off. Said Kyle Rittenhouse trial was designed to protect white conservatives who kill people. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse used the defense of self-defense. And according to the jury, Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. Right? And speaking of the jury, AOC, Cori Bush, Colin Kaepernick, they're all saying that white supremacist is this, white supremacist is that, even Cori Bush specifically. She said the judge, the jury, and the defendant it's white supremacy in action. Well, according to uh, the uh, the jury, right? Not even just according to the jury. It, it, it was literally a fact. There's a black person on the jury. So is that black person a white supremacist? All right. Is that black person a white supremacist? Because you need a unanimous uh, decision. To either convict somebody or to acquit somebody of whatever charge is being presented before them. So is the black person who decided to acquit Kyle Rittenhouse of murder and endangerment and all these other charges, are they a white supremacist, Cory Bush? Because they obviously seem to agree, they have to, have to agree that Kyle Rittenhouse was defending himself or else Kyle Rittenhouse... I mean, he wouldn't be on Fox right now doing interviews as a free man. We'd still have a lot of stuff to get through, whether it was a hung jury or whether they just decided to convict him on at least one of the charges. But you mean to tell me this black, white supremacist uh, uh, voted to acquit Kyle Rittenhouse on all five charges? Wow, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. 
Oh, Corey. Corey, 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 Corey. But I just, like I said, my biggest question is why are people mad, right? Why are people mad? And I, like I said, I've tried to answer it, but it, it, it just seems like it's driven people to do some some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, to think about some crazy, crazy things. There was a protest after the, uh, <laughs> there was a protest after the verdict in support for communism. Now I'm gonna I'm play it. Just just uh I don't think it's that long of a video, but they were protesting for communism. It says the crowd chants the only solution is communist revolution at Chicago's protest against the Ridden House verdict. So I'm gonna play this because this just blew my mind. That people are seriously advocating for communism. These are people who have been uh Spoiled. That's the word I'm looking for. Spoiled their entire lives by uh, the United States of America. It's definitely not perfect, but it, it damn sure ain't Russia or North Korea or any other communist nation out there. But okay, you want communism, I definitely recommend that you pack a bag and go to one of those places live there. There was a guy in North Korea who stole a poster from a freaking... Um, he stole a poster from a hotel... It was a very popular story, so I'm like I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard about it. He stole a poster and got sentenced to 15 years of hard labor and ended up dying because he was in North Korea. Today, at my place of employment, we got robbed. Somebody came in there with a gun and robbed it, uh, robbed the establishment. Right now, I like to live. So all this materialistic crap that we sell, I mean, take it. If it's that serious to the point where you needed to bring a gun in here, take it. Guarantee you if the police officers find whoever did that, right? I don't know the person, so they may have a history of criminal activity. But let's say that they have a clean record, right? You get a good lawyer, you could probably just like, get a a couple years of a prison sentence or you might have to do probation for a few years or something like that, right? From robbing an establishment at gunpoint. You go to North Korea, which is full of just amazing communism, right? You you just love it because Kyle Rittenhouse didn't get convicted of first-degree intentional murder and a bunch of other first-degree charges. Yeah, go there, try to steal something. I couldn't imagine if the dude had a gun. They probably would have just shot him right on the spot. No questions asked. Dragged his body out back. No. That man stole a poster. You stole a poster here. No one's going to care. Now, like I said, you do it with a gun. I mean, we might have to call the police because that's kind of messed up. It's really not that big a deal. If you just want it, take it. We'll probably still call the police, but you might just have to pay a fine or, or whatever the case may be. But they sentenced that man to 15 years of hard labor. So I'm about to play this because it's very, very bizarre to me that they're outside chanting about communism. Okay, now that just goes on for another 30 seconds. Um, 
But that's so that's so crazy to me. The people who want communism, because Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty on counts of murder, right? They probably have businesses. They probably have iPhones. They probably have name brand clothes. Um, they probably have a house, property, right? All these benefits of a uh, capitalist society. But because one case didn't go your way in a situation where it didn't involve a single black person, now we want communism. You know how ridiculous that is? Communism, like honestly, like communism. And I have to keep saying it just so I can hear how ridiculous it is. Okay, so you want communism, you you think that white supremacy, this, that, and the third. Let's break it down, right? Let's break it down. The facts of the case. You have to. This outrage has to be warranted because people want communism, and then people want uh, that man Kyle Rittenhouse to be looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. People want, I don't even know, they, they want division, they want hatred, they want the whole nine. Okay, so let's look at it. Kyle Rittenhouse in 2020. Actually, let's start from the very beginning. After George Floyd was, um, that, that George Floyd video came out of Derek Chauvin, who shouldn't have been on the force, the police force, considering his history of complaints and um, a bunch of other stuff. He was uh, recorded kneeling on George Floyd's neck. George Floyd eventually died. Uh, Derek Chauvin got 22 and a half years in prison. Um, But before that, like I said, that video came out. And it just, like, like every single week, a new video came out. Right? Now, some of them were legit. Some people just wanted to hop on the, the, I'm going to call the trend not to be disrespectful to anybody who's died. But trend because that's how they treated it. Because I saw this one, uh, this one lady. She recorded a police, a white police officer pulling over this dude, and the police officer hadn't even got up to the window yet. He was walking up to the car, and she rolls down her window from across the street, screaming "Black Lives Matter!" Yada yada yada. It could have been just a simple traffic stop. They probably just, you know, dealt, did what they had to do and moved on. She's essentially antagonizing him, and um. And trying to escalate the situation because she wants to hop on whatever trend she's seen and she wants to get famous or whatnot. I saw a lot of that, right? But I also saw, like, every single week, a new video of a police officer shooting a a black person, whether it was just or unjust. It just came out, like, every single week. So another one that came out was of Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake got shot seven times, and that was the video that you saw. You saw him getting shot seven times. Everyone lost their minds. Everyone got pissed off. Oh, my goodness. They're at, they're after us. They're still after us. George Floyd, um, you know, it didn't stop at George Floyd. They're after us. Now, George Floyd, that situation was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, I've gone into the facts of the George Floyd case. I think that on both sides there was some issues, but I definitely think that, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, what's his name? Derek Chauvin, he shouldn't have been on the police force. He had a history of complaints, so that was a recipe for disaster. At some point, he was going to end up in that situation, I feel. It's such unfortunate that it was then. But nonetheless, 
when Jacob Blake got shot seven times, the only video that the media released was of him getting shot seven times. But then there was another video that you got to freaking go on the dark web to find, basically, of Jacob Blake resisting arrest, Jacob Blake getting tased, because everyone wants cops to use their tasers, which I believe so too. If you are in a position to use your taser and you don't have to shoot somebody, please use your taser, because that's one less person that you just killed. Right? That'd be fantastic. But they did. They used the taser. They tased him. And he walked through it like it was nothing. So then they shot him. And then, but even after he resisted arrest and he got tased, I still saw some people, oh, there was no need to shoot him that many times or there was no need to shoot him, yada, yada, yada. Well, you look into the facts of the case. Jacob Blake wasn't supposed to be there. Um,. Uh, he had a, a knife. I don't. I don't can't remember if it was on his person or in the car. Uh, but he was going back to the car. So if it was in the car, then I'm pretty sure they were. They assumed that he was going to get it. He shouldn't have been there. Had issues with his kids. His issues with his significant other. Um, there was just a bunch of stuff that was going on. The bottom line, he wasn't supposed to be there. So the police were called on him, right? The police don't just have a sensor when a black person enters uh, some type of area, like a freaking a, a bat signal that goes off or a, a spidey sense, if you will. Or they just they just get this tingling sensation whenever a black person enters in a certain area, and then they just rush there. No, police officers are called because there's some type of disturbance or someone's breaking the law. Something is happening where the police officer is called to the scene. So, Jacob Blake was shot seven times, and the video that was shown was only the part of him getting shot. Nothing that led, led up to it. They didn't release any facts of the case until now, basically a year later, year and a half later. So then a, a, a riot essentially ensues in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It, they all start off as protests, and then they end up as riots. Um... And protesting is a staple of America. That's fine. Protesting is fine. Rioting is wrong. It doesn't matter who you are. Black, white, don't matter if it's for a freaking football game after they win. It doesn't matter if it's for, um, like, whatever. It don't matter what it is. It don't matter if it's for, like, uh, if somebody got shot or whatnot. Because trying to meet violence with violence or, or anything like that. No. It, it's just not, it's not productive in any way, shape, or form. Because if we get used to it, then it just becomes the norm. Every single week there was a protest that turned into a riot. Every single week. Because every single week there was a video that was either taken out of context or there were facts that were missing from the case that didn't allow people to see the full story that resulted in people going into the streets and burning them to hell. That's what was happening. So they all go out and they start protesting. That's fine. Uh, and then it turns into a riot, right? Now, Kyle Rittenhouse, he goes down there. Everyone's calling him a vigilante, right? Let me just ask you this. If Kyle Rittenhouse is a vigilante, if he's a white supremacist, if he's this murdering freaking whatever you want to call him, why didn't he just go down there with his big AR-15? If you ask the government, they'll freaking call it a, a, a AK-47, right? Which is completely idiotic, and, and they're illegal. But if Kyle Rittenhouse was all these things that people are saying, why didn't he just go down there and start unloading on people? Why is it that the only people that he shot were attacking him, right? 
Why did he go down there with medical supplies? Why did he record, have someone record a video of himself saying what he was doing? Hey, he's down here to help and, and, and give out medical attention and, and all that stuff like that. Right? Why didn't he just go down there and start unloading into people? Now, if he did that, then bam, you ain't got to hear a freaking word from me at all. Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist freaking uh, POS who went down there to kill a bunch of people. Specifically black people because it was a Black Lives Matter protest. But that wasn't the case. Right? So let's go down the list. Right? Let's go down the list. Let's see. Let's see what actually happened. Because I was very, very curious. I knew what happened, but I just wanted to refresh my memory. Kyle Rittenhouse shot three people in total. Killed two of them. Injured the third. Their names are as follows. Joseph. Joseph. Combine their first and last name. Joseph Rosenbaum was the first guy. Anthony Huber was the second guy. And then Gage Grossgrotz. Gro- oh, God. I'm going to put that into Google. Because I don't know how to say that name. I don't know how to say that name. Uh, where's translate at? Translate. I do not know how to say that name. G-R-O. I know the first part is gross. Gross squirts? Kurtz? Uh, K-E-U-T-Z. Let's see. Grosskers. Gage Grosskers. I guess that's how you say it. All right. So, the first two guys he uh he shot was Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber. Unfortunately, those men passed away from the gunshot wounds. Like I said, they're not just a statistic. Regardless of whatever they did and how the media is trying to perceive them as the type of people they were, they still died. Right? So, it's unfortunate. Uh, the third guy, Gage Grosskirts, who actually testified at the trial, he uh he was shot. He survived, but he said that he lost ninety percent of his uh I think he said right bicep or or something like that. Yeah, uh ninety he lost ninety percent of his right bicep. So let's go down the list, right? Joseph Rosenbaum. Joseph Rosenbaum approached Rittenhouse and attempted to engage him. Afraid, Rittenhouse took off running and Rosenbaum gave chase. So he chased him. Now, there's a lot of states that have what is called a standard ground law. Right? Florida, Missouri, um, probably some other ones. There's a bunch of them that have that. Um, but those are just the two prominent ones. Or just two examples, period. Um... In those situations, you don't necessarily have a responsibility to flee a situation if you feel as though your life is being threatened. It's kind of like the Trayvon Martin situation with George Zimmerman. Now, as unfortunate as that situation was, the law worked to George Zimmerman's favor because he had wounds and whatnot, and he claimed that Trayvon Martin and and uh and him and he got into a an altercation, a physical altercation, in which George Zimmerman felt as though his life was being threatened, so he shot Trayvon Martin. It's a very unfortunate situation. Uh, that shouldn't have happened in the first place, but he used the law to his advantage, and Florida's a place like that. Now, in Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, 
you do have a responsibility to try to evade a situation as much as you possibly can. Right? And because Kyle Rittenhouse ran away, well then great, that works to his defense tremendously. Because against all these guys, it says that he ran away. Rosenbaum approached Rittenhouse and attempted to engage him. Afraid, Rittenhouse took off running and Rosenbaum gave chase. During the trial, Rittenhouse and another witness said that Rosenbaum had reached for Rittenhouse's gun. So now it's just a bunch of hearsay and whatnot where you just kind of have to take all the facts of it and then take it to those eyewitness accounts. Um, take those into consideration in, in regards to how you will rule um, the situation or, or the um, the case. But, um, but yeah, so... After that, Kyle Rittenhouse shot him and killed him. And it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. But whenever you look at the the, the, the person he was, right, and, and it doesn't have any real relevance to the, the situation at hand, but it does in a political sense, right? Let's say you voted for Donald Trump, right? By default, the people who don't like Donald Trump are going to characterize you as a racist or a bigot or a sexist or a homophobe. Let's say you voted for uh, Joe Biden. They might characterize you as, I don't even know, like um, you like to kill babies and you freaking, um, you like high taxes, all that stuff like that, right? They just, they associate you with everything that they believe the other person stands for. A lot of it is false. Some of it might be true, but a lot of it is just straight up BS, right? But the irony of the situation is that society picks and chooses when they want to okay, um, when they want to make it okay to uh, bring up the type of person somebody is or associate them with being some type of person in relation to what's going on now. So if you look at the the, the situation, Joseph Rosenbaum, um, he molested five boys, five preteen boys. It said, um, well, the Washington Post, they reported on it. It said the paper reported that Rosenbaum said he was molested by a stepfather and had spent most of his adult life in prison starting at age 18 for sexual conduct conduct with five preteen boys. His mother was sent to prison when he was 13 and Rosenbaum began using heroin and methamphetamine at a group home where he was sent. The Washington Post reported um, uh, his girlfriend had pressed charges on Rosenbaum back in 2020 uh, after a fight in which he assaulted her. The Washington Post the Washington Post reported, right? So he has a criminal history. He, um, um, like, I guess molested is the right word. He assaulted people, uh, drug use, things alike, right? Now, whenever you're looking at it from the perspective of the right side of the aisle, they were trying to say that the left was defending a child molester, which in the world of politics, it's just a, a game plan, right, to get people on your side or whatnot. And to a degree, I feel like it's worked. It's unfortunate because his past, I don't know, necessarily think it has 
anything um, to do with the case at hand in the sense of him being down there because it's not like Kyle Rittenhouse looked up his history and said, hey, this guy's a molester or this guy's an abuser and I'm going to go down there, find him, and kill him. No. I don't think that that's the case at all. Right? But the underlying factor is that the guy's white. Kyle Rittenhouse is white. Where's the racism? Where's the white supremacy? Let's move on. Anthony Huber. Anthony Huber was also shot by Kyle Rittenhouse and died. It's unfortunate. Um, he's not just a, a statistic. Um, but he did die as a result of the of the um of the shots from Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, uh, according to uh, this article, and I'm reading all this from NPR. So they're a little bit liberal, but they they do their best, in my opinion, to try to stay uh, as moderate as possible. So they said that Rittenhouse panicked and set off running away from the scene of the fatal shooting of Joseph Rosenbaum toward a police line. So he's running toward a police line. But along the way, several protesters who believe Rittenhouse was an active shooter began chasing him. So they saw a guy with a gun, and then they began chasing him. Now... You don't want to know what's so funny is everyone's calling Kyle Rittenhouse a uh, a vigilante, right? Instead of him just going to the police, which they said he was running toward a police line. I mean, but to hell with that whenever you're trying to push a narrative. All these people saw Kyle Rittenhouse with a gun, and instead of trying to find the nearest police officer to be like, hey, we believe there's an active shooter, they ran after Kyle Rittenhouse. They chased him. Hmm. Sounds like some vigilante work right there, taking the law into your own hands. I mean, that's just my that's just my opinion, right? Batman, he's not gonna go to the police. He sees somebody that he thinks is doing bad stuff, he's gonna go and beat the hell out of him. That's what Batman is gonna do. That's a vigilante. So they decided to chase Kyle Rittenhouse. Anthony Huber eventually caught up with Rittenhouse and tried to stop him by hitting him in the head with a skateboard. I don't know if he actually hit him in the head, but he hit him with a skateboard. They said the single blow was not enough to bring Rittenhouse down. Within seconds of the tussle, Rittenhouse fired a single fatal shot into Huber, who can be who can be seen staggering away and then collapsing on the ground. In the footage of the incident. So unfortunate. But. I mean. You want to. Throw stones and talk about vigilantism. When a whole mob of people. Chase this man down instead of going to the police. It's funny how that works. Right. But let me say that. Or let anyone else say that. And then there will try to be some justification. For for why Kyle Rittenhouse. Isn't allowed to defend himself, but these people are allowed to chase him instead of going to the police if they feel as though there's something, uh, some some something that's going on. But if you look at the background of Huber, Huber had spent time in prison twice for first for violating probation after strangling his brother, and again for kicking his sister. So a history of abuse. Like I said, it shouldn't matter in this sense, but the 
politicians and the political political commentators have used it as a tactic to be like, hey, the left supports molesters, they support abusers, which I don't think is the case, but I also think is very stereotypical from um, that side in regards to how these labels, uh, they're so irrelevant now, right? But in other cases, they are. So like I said at the be, I think I said this at the beginning, both sides of the aisle handled this horribly, but it was expected because it's for political gain as always. Right. So then, um, who is this? Um, I believe this is his girlfriend who said this. She said, we know that the system is a failure. She said that after the, uh, the verdict, we know that the system is a failure. Right. So the system, yes, is flawed in many, many ways. But the system can't always be a failure when the outcome doesn't go the way that you want it to. Because that will never be the case. It will never go the way that you want it to every single time. But was the system a failure for Andrew Coffey? Who got acquitted on a murder charge for using the exact same defense as Kyle Rittenhouse? No, because Andrew Coffey is black. And Kyle Rittenhouse is white. The system is only a failure when it defends a white man, not a black man. But let me keep going. Gage Grosskirts. I'm just going to, that's his last name. That's, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Because I, I, it sounds very, very hard to pronounce. So I'm just going to go with that. He was the third guy that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, shot. Fortunately, he did not die, but he did sustain some injuries to his bicep, as I said. Um, from this report, he lost 90% of his right bicep. Um, but it says that Gage Grosskirts, along with Huber, was one of the several people who chased Rittenhouse after he shot and killed Rosenbaum. Prosecutors have said that the, uh, that the group believed that Rittenhouse was an active shooter. Like they said, um, like Anthony Huber said that he believed that Rittenhouse was an active shooter. Grosskirts was armed with a pistol that night, but he also had medical supplies, all of which were standard for him to bring to protest, he testified. He was there that night to help out with medical care. He'd been to dozens of protests over the summer. Now, what's so funny is that I don't hear anyone calling Gage Grosskirts a white supremacist. Right? Because you want to know who else brought a gun and medical supplies to a protest? Huh, let me think. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. That's right. Kyle Rittenhouse brought a gun and medical supplies. And even, like I said earlier, probably maybe like 20 minutes ago, recorded, had someone record a video of himself talking about what he was doing down there to protect property, to um, offer medical assistance, the whole nine. I even heard Kyle Rittenhouse wants to be a nurse. I believe he said that. Now, that's going to, I don't know how, I feel like that might be difficult now after this, uh, considering that this case is over, but he's still uh, very well known, right? A lot of people don't like him. So, God bless him, we'll see what happens. But it's just so funny, because I didn't hear anyone, anyone calling Gage Grosskirts a white supremacist, which I don't think he is. But he bought a gun and medical supplies to a protest. But let me keep going. Um, Grosskirts said he was not intentionally pointing his weapon at Rittenhouse, 
but during cross-examination, agreed that it was pointed at Rittenhouse at the moment he was shot. Now, this pissed the prosecution off because when he said that, I saw the prosecution put their, uh, their uh, one of the uh, members of the prosecution put his head in his hands because he's like, why the hell would you say that? Why would you tell the truth? Why would you tell the truth and say that you were your gun was pointed at Kyle Rittenhouse when he shot you? Right? So it, it kind of reminds me of that case, uh, the Adam Toledo case. 13-year-old kid in Chicago who got shot by police officers. Out at 2 o'clock in the morning with some other older guy shooting up the streets of Chicago, just shooting in the air, shooting at random buildings, doing some crazy um, some crazy stuff. And he got chased down an alley. I talked about it before. He got chased down an alley. And he got trapped uh, in, bet- like, in between like a fence or something like that by police. Officer screams at him, says, hey, drop the weapon. He tries to toss it across his body instead of just dropping it. The officer believes that he's raising the gun up to shoot him, so he shoots the kid. The kid ends up dying. It's so unfortunate. But that that's what it reminds me of. We're... You don't know what his intention is because he's tossing it across his body or he's raising it across his body, whether it's to raise it up to shoot him or to toss it. So in this situation, it's the same thing. Uh, Gage Grosskirts can say all day long that he didn't intend on shooting Kyle Rittenhouse even though he was chasing Kyle Rittenhouse because he believed he was an active shooter. But he can say all day long that he didn't intend on shooting him, but... If he admits to the fact that his gun was pointed at Kyle Rittenhouse at the time that Kyle Rittenhouse shot him, right, then who the freak knows? But what we do know was that your gun was pointed at Kyle Rittenhouse whenever you shot him or whenever he shot you. You're chasing him. It looks like you're pointing a gun at him. He shoots. Claim self-defense. All right. Now. Like I said, the point that I'm trying to make is that all of those facts went unnoticed and people just didn't care about them. Because as soon as the verdict was read, all I saw on the internet was how pissed off people were and how the system has failed and and how just this, that, and the third. White supremacy, we got to console the black community, this, whatever. Now... If I'm looking at it from a political perspective, both the left and the right, like I said, they did horrible at it, right? The right just wants to use Kyle Rittenhouse, in my opinion, to um, spite the left, right? They they, they want to use him to raise their stock, maybe they for gun legislation or, or um, to get the ratings up. Tucker Carlson just did an interview with Kyle Rittenhouse. The verdict was literally read less than a week ago. And he had Kyle Rittenhouse in for an exclusive interview. You already know he's going to get some uh, some nice ratings from that interview, right? But they like they primarily like how much do they actually care about Kyle Rittenhouse, right? And then for the left, all they want to do is just tear him apart. That man will have to look over his shoulder for the rest of his life, which is unfortunate. Very very unfortunate. Because he claimed self-defense, won his case, but because he's white, the system failed. Like I said, it didn't fail when Andrew Coffey 
got acquitted on self-defense, but it fails when Kyle Rittenhouse gets acquitted on self-defense. But they just want to tear him apart, right? Instead of wanting to uh, possibly work with him to see how, like, they can improve gun legislation or, or, or improve protests or riots or um, or even just wanting to know why he thought that he could go down there and do that. Because I was having a conversation, and uh, some good points were brought up, right? Whereas, like, if Kyle Rittenhouse is black, would he have even thought to go down there, to drive all the way down there? And it wasn't that far of a drive. He he said that he's been in the area, he's lived there, uh, he's had family that lives there. I mean, he worked there, and he's had family that lived there. Um, so it's not like Kyle Rittenhouse just saw it on the news and said, hmm, I want to go there so I can defend property or offer medical supplies. No, Kyle Rittenhouse is there frequently. But interesting point came up that said if Kyle Rittenhouse is black, would he have even thought that he would he have even thought to do that? Right? And that makes you, that makes your head scratch a little. Cause this idea of white supremacy or white privilege is so ingrained in our society that it does like come on now. It don't matter how much progress we make. There will always be people who believe that it is still a prominent uh, figure in our society. It has a prominent role. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that white privilege may not uh, doesn't exist to a degree. It probably does, right? I've never really experienced it, so I can't say that. As a black person, I've never encountered a white person who like looked at me weird or called me the N-word or freaking like treated me differently because I was black most of my friends throughout my life have been white half of my family's white so I've never experienced that right and and maybe the little that I have maybe I just could care less what people think of me in that regard right as long as you're not physically harming me I could give a damn if you call me the n-word I mean like come on now like I could call you something Right? Then we'll just go back and forth all day. So, I guess people just deal with it differently. But maybe, if this whole thing about white supremacy is or, or white privilege is so prominent, I mean, is the idea that uh, white privilege is, is so ingrained in him that maybe he just subconsciously thought that he was going to be able to go down there and 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 do whatever he wanted to do, whether it was to protect property, whether it was to hurt people intentionally, right? And have a lot more success than if a black person did it. Because even if a black person thought to go down there and protect property, th- there's a question out there of do they feel as though even if they went down there to protect property, that that it would end well for them if they went down there with a gun, and even if they had medical supplies, but they went down with there with a gun with the intention to protect property and to offer aid to people, do they think it would it would have end, ended well for them? Some do, some don't. Some probably do think that, some probably don't think that, right? But, but people don't want to sit down with Kyle Rittenhouse and ask him those questions, right? They want to call him a white supremacist. They want to tear him apart. People on the right, they... Primarily, in my opinion, just want to use them for political gain. It's all a game, um, and they got to win, right? But 
what's sad about it is that at the end of the day, people still died, right? They're just being read as statistics or their history has become so prevalent, right? And not because people genuinely care about it, but because people want to use it as a tactic. Uh, the left is defending child molesters and and uh, abusers and whatnot. Yeah, what they did, what they what they've done in their criminal uh, past was wrong and is wrong, right? There's no justifying that at all. But they need to be tried by a jury of their peers. They need to be convicted um, in the eyes of the law, right? And they're not here to do that. That they're not here for that to happen. So, at the end of the day, people still died. So the fact that that's just that that fact is just being brushed over so easily is what makes us animalistic. It's what makes us savages, right? And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It doesn't because both both sides are playing this game, right? One side lost, the other one won. And then the side that lost, they can't even recognize their win because they're so damn pissed off at the white man. Andrew Coffey did not get convicted of murder because he used self-defense as his defense and, and got acquitted on that charge. But you can't even look at that as a quote-unquote win because the criminal just, justice system is so broken because it hasn't turned the country completely upside down. Right, meaning that hey, once upon a time, black people were slaves and they were heavily oppressed against, openly oppressed against, in the eyes of the law and society. Right, but it's not happening to white people now, so something must be wrong. Got to be wrong, because when Derek Chauvin got convicted, I didn't hear anybody. I well, not anybody. I heard very little people celebrate it or believe that it was the right thing. You want to know what I heard? I heard a bunch of people complaining that 22 and a half years isn't long enough. Derek Chauvin is in his, like, what, 40s, mid, late 40s? By the time he gets out, he'll be, if he serves his entire term and, like, and, and lives through it, he'll be in his 60s, probably going on his 70s. Right? I mean, that's really, like, your whole life. Essentially, that's a quarter of your life gone. And then by the time you get it back, you're old. Right? And I like older, I should say. Especially if you're like not doing anything all day but sitting in a cell, you're going to age pretty quickly. Right? But I heard very little people be like, hey, this is only per only people that I saw were celebrating or the people who. Um, like the news was covering, like George Floyd's girlfriend and the family and everybody there, but all over social media and and all on all these news outlets, all I saw was people just complaining, 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 moaning, complaining, and a couple other words that I want to use that I can't really say right now, all because he got twenty two and a half years. Like, what more do you want? If he would have got life, they would have complained that they didn't kill him. If they killed him, they would have complained that they didn't do it in a more gruesome manner. If they if they did it in a more gruesome manner, they would have complained that they didn't do it themselves. There's always something, right? But at the end of the day, these these movements, these outlets, these media outlets, whatever you want to call them, they don't care about the people involved. They care about what they represent. Black Lives Matter is a business. It's a corporation, right? 
when you're supporting Fidel Castro and freaking communism and then brainwashing a bunch of people to march in the streets of Chicago to advocate for communism. When your freaking CEO is buying million-dollar homes and all this other stuff like that when you're selling merchandise. When it only trends at a certain time of the year um, or uh, like every four years and primarily only when there's a certain uh, party running the show, then yes, it's a business, right? Almost 200 black people this year have died from police whether it was just or unjust, was the last thing, Tom, you heard about Black Lives Matter at all. It's November, right? It's November 2021. Guarantee you haven't heard a single thing about Black Lives Matter all year. Or maybe if you did, it was at the beginning of the year. The very beginning. But you haven't heard a single thing about it, right? Even though just shy of 200 black people have died at the hands of police this year, whether it was just or unjust. Ah, but we heard all about it last year, right? We heard all about it, which is ironic because COVID was the thing and we were supposed to stay away from each other, right? Isolate, lockdown, mask, this, that, and the third. People just forgot about that. But they don't want to protest about it now. They don't want to get pissed off about it now. It's a business. It's a corporation, right? So... On your way out the door of listening to this, make sure you go to Black Lives Matter, whether it's the Twitter, Facebook, um, Cash App, whatever you want to, wherever you want to go, and console them, right? Help them get through this hard time of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial because, uh, for, for God knows what reason, they were deeply affected by it, right? But like I said, it don't just stop there. People on the right, in my opinion, are just gonna use this man. For everything uh, in regards to what they what they can get out of them. To raise their stock, get more ratings, the whole nine. It's sick, because at the end of the day, these people don't care about Kyle Rittenhouse. These people don't care about uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. These people don't care about Anthony Huber. These people don't care about Gage Grosskirts. Freaking people I clearly don't care about Andrew Coffey, the fourth, because I ain't seen no coverage about it. I saw one article about it. So then I followed that thread to the article, and then bam, but I ain't seen it. CNN's not reporting on it. Fox isn't reporting on it. No, no, nah. Not at all. Right. But it, it, it's, like I said... They they just don't care about the actual people involved. They just care about what they can do for them or or, or or what they can do for their agenda or how it opposes it, whatever the case may be. But let me just leave you with this. Just because something happens to the white man doesn't mean that it's an injustice on this side as well for the black man. Kyle Rittenhouse got off. Kind of like Andrew Coffey got off on that charge. Right? But then I saw something else that um that talked about how much of an injustice this case was because uh this one this one girl who's on trial for killing her uh I guess somebody who sexually assaulting her she tried to claim self defense and is currently in uh I think she she might be in prison right now here it is 
Um, her name is Crystal Kaiser. Um, she is um she's waiting on a an appeal. She's a female that is facing life in prison for killing a man that sex trafficked her when she was only seventeen. After two years in jail, she is now nineteen. At the time of the incident, she was unjustly denied a self defense hearing in Kenosha. Right. Now it's unfortunate. Now, looking at all the facts of the case or whatnot, um, if she was being sex trafficked, right, that's a threat on her life, essentially. At least in my opinion. Right? Because you don't know what could happen in that situation. Being sex trafficked and and and, and bought and sold and... and and having your 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 body violated in that way, and then like I said, these people don't care about you, so they can kill you whenever they want. So the second that you get the chance, I mean, that 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 should be self defense, right? That's just my opinion. But then at that point, it's up to a defense to do their job correctly, because in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, that's what people don't want to pay attention to. They don't want to pay attention to the fact that defense that the defense did their job uh, well, and that the prosecution fumbled the bag tremendously. They did horrible. They tried to say that Kyle Rittenhouse, because he drove down there himself, no longer has the right to self-defense. That's not true. You can sit up here all day and argue if he should have been down there or not, but if he's getting attacked, he has the right to self-defense. It's as simple as that, right? It is as simple as that. But what I'm trying to say is that just because Kyle Rittenhouse got off on a self-defense charge and that Crystal Kaiser did not, doesn't mean that her case isn't unjust, right? It possibly could be. You want to look more into the case before you make a definitive statement on that. But it definitely needs to be looked into, especially when you're dealing with somebody who is sex trafficking her, right? But the point that I'm trying to make is that everyone's favorite rapper or influencer in the black community has gotten off at some point in time for murder. For murder, for robbery, for everything. And then as soon as they go in jail, you see all these freaking people posting on social media about about how they should be free. Free you. Free, free little, free little that, free little this. Like, come on now. The amount of rappers, bro, that have gotten off, whether they just had a good defense, whether they had some money, both, right? They're they're, they're off. They're walking free, right? O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson's a black man who is free, and you know what he does in his free time? That man posts videos on Twitter about football. You know how many people think that that man should be in prison right now? Oh, guess what? O.J. Simpson is black, by the way. So, the point that I'm trying to make is that, yes, the criminal justice system it needs some work. But it will always need work. But that doesn't mean just because Kyle Rittenhouse got off that it's an injustice and that it's a, a product of white supremacy, right? Because if... Your favorite rapper gets off after being uh, accused of murder or robbery or whatever the case may be. 
I guarantee you I'm not going to see Cori Bush go on Twitter and talk about how the system is a product of white supremacy and that it only protects white people. And that we're all under attack. And that how she's so heartbroken because uh, Lil Whatever got off after being arrested for the thousandth time. Right? Shout out to the, the woke world, because this is where you get this crap from. Now, like I said, me personally, I think that the verdict was correct, not have not having anything to do with race, but because I actually watched the case. I followed it. I listened to the the, the questioning. I listened to the opening statements, closing statements. I listened to the defense try to do their uh their whole thing try to convince the jury of why Kyle Rittenhouse is defending himself I listened to the prosecution um speak their piece about why Kyle about why Kyle Rittenhouse needs to be in prison for killing people I think that they thought that they um that in the world that we live in, that if Kyle Rittenhouse gets labeled as a white supremacist, then that's an easy, easy win. And we can charge him with first degree, and we can just chill, right? Because society will take care of it for us, right? We'll just charge him with first degree. I think if he would have got charged with second or third degree, he probably would be in prison right now. But he got charged with first degree on every single count. Society will do it for us. They already labeled him a white supremacist and this, that, and the third. We ain't got to do nothing. Bam, they shot, themselves, they shot themselves in the foot, no pun intended. Right. So based on their performance, based on the, the performance of the defense, and then based on the charges, I think it was the... Oh, yeah, and the defense that they were using, self-defense. I think it was the right thing, but I also think the entire situation has been handled horribly. And, but I mean, am I am I surprised? No, it's how America works. But I love to live here. I'd rather live here than in freaking communist China or uh, North Korea or wherever, anywhere else. All right, land of the free, home of the brave. Shout out to Drake. Anyways, I mean, just like. That's what what a crazy, crazy, crazy case. Right? The white supremacist Kyle Rittenhouse who didn't kill a single black person. White supremacist. That just that blows my mind. But don't 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 mistake me. Both sides of the aisle F this up tr- tremendously. It's sad, but I mean that's it's politics for you. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um please Please, please, please do the research. Look into these cases because it's not just black and white. It it really, really isn't. This case was so much deeper than that. But it's so hard to see that because of all these narratives that are out there. But Silver With is done. Brace yourselves for the next freaking crisis in which everyone loses their mind. Once again, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And yeah, bye. (laughs) Catch new episodes of Think For Yourself anywhere that you listen to podcasts. 
that being Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more that will be linked in the description on whatever platform you're on. Also, subscribe. It takes like two seconds, and it's free, and it lets you know whenever we release an episode so that you never miss one. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and yeah, bye.